A bipartisan slate of governors used their state of the state addresses to call for tax reform. After a whirlwind of cuts and reforms in 2021, it looks like 2022 might be even bigger. From sales to income taxes, there is serious momentum from state lawmakers across the country. Some are even saying that 2022 may just be the year for Democratic tax cuts. But exactly why are states looking to make so many tax changes now? And how might these proposals play out as state legislators continue to meet? Welcome to The Deduction, a Tax Foundation podcast. My name is Jesse Solis, host of The Deduction, and today I'm joined by our Vice President of State Projects, Jared Walzak. Jared, how are you? Doing well. How about you, Jesse? I can't complain. It's cold, but that is life in winter. January and February tend to be pretty busy months for your team because you handle our state policy here at the Tax Foundation, and a lot of states start their legislative sessions in January and February, and most, too, kind of only meet in these early months of the year. As these states are meeting together, starting to set their legislative agendas for the year, what exactly are the priorities and situations states are starting 2022 at? Well, you're absolutely right. States operate on a short session. Usually, in some cases, we're talking as few as 30 days, but... Mm. Uh, States typically have a few months in which they enact their legislative agendas, so you get a fast start in the year. And what we're seeing uh, with January now in the books is that tax reform and particularly, I'd say, tax relief is a major priority. This makes sense. Uh, Tax revenues were up 21% uh, year over year. We've seen robust tax revenue increases. Uh, Forecasters across the country believe that's going to continue for some years into the future. So across the country, Democrats and Republicans alike have been very interested in finding ways to return at least some of that additional revenue back to the taxpayers. We're seeing individual income tax cut proposals, corporate income tax cut proposals, sales tax relief, gas tax relief, you name it. If there is a way to reduce rates or reduce collections, it's being probably seriously considered, at least in a couple of states. Were these revenue increases expected or is this kind of a one-time phenomenon? Certainly some of the surpluses are due to the unique uh, COVID era situation we're in. States, of course, have received a significant amount of federal relief. And even above and beyond that fiscal recovery fund within ARPA or the CARES money, you also just have the indirect effects of uh, the federal government infusing the economy with a whole lot of money. Uh, When you raise personal income to all-time highs, you're going to have uh, more income tax collections. When people are purchasing a different set of things and increasing their consumption of disposable goods during the pandemic, that's going to boost sales tax collections. And it's really important to recognize that those are short-term gains. You may want to give some money back to taxpayers from that because there's you know, this windfall for states and maybe it's appropriate to return some of that. But you really can't do long-term tax relief with that. Mm-hmm. The good news for states and for taxpayers is that what we've also seen is a return to the levels of growth we were seeing before the pandemic. Uh, we had a few years of really robust revenue growth that were interrupted by the pandemic, and we are back to that and then some. And if you look at the revenue forecast, really in just about any state, you are seeing not just this one-time bump, but continued sustained anticipated revenue growth. And that's what states are, in most cases, looking at cutting taxes out of. Yeah, I remember before the pandemic, we would see these job reports every month. We have one coming up this week as well. And I remember hearing speculation over and over again, are we at full employment? Are we at full employment? Seem to keep going lower. So, you know, some of those caps and floors we set for ourselves maybe aren't always meant to be. On this trend we're seeing of states seriously considering more tax relief, is this the right move? 
wasn't 2021 kind of this banner year for state tax cuts? 2021 was a very big year for tax cuts and to some degree for tax reform. I think that uh, but last year and maybe still in this year, more of the focus has been on uh, simple tax relief than larger structural reform. And I think there's room for both of those things. And states shouldn't lose sight of larger reform goals. Hmm. But states have recognized last year and this year that revenue is running hot that they are collecting more than they have needed to provide services. And while surpluses sound like a good thing, if you have a continued imbalance, if every year you're collecting more in taxes than you have decided to spend, that's unfair to taxpayers. It's doing nothing, just sitting there. States right now have pretty well-stocked rainy day funds. Some states need to address their pension funds. Hmm. Um, States have the opportunity to use some of the ARPA money for their unemployment compensation trust funds, which have been brought down. But basically, we have a really strong revenue picture in the states. They're collecting more than they're sending out the door, and they're doing it every year and look to keep doing it. It makes sense to return some of that to the taxpayer. And that's especially true given the broader environment that we are in right now. COVID accelerated a lot of processes. It's given rise to much more remote work, uh, to more work flexibility. We're seeing that in early migration trends. I think we're going to continue to see that for many years, where especially uh, higher income white collar workers have an opportunity to live and work really just about anywhere with a good internet connection. And if they can do that, and if businesses can locate where they would like to for their preferred tax and regulatory environment, knowing that they don't need the entire workforce to already be there because they can now hire across the country, then taxes really come into greater focus as a source and a means of state competition. It's always been there. Uh, States compete on taxes. But now some of the things that hold us back from moving, they're gone. Uh, And with those roadblocks eliminated, you're seeing more and more states recognizing just how important it is to be competitive. Uh, We've seen a lot of reform in many states. And some of the states that didn't get it done last year or maybe only dipped their toes in the water are looking very seriously at how they can adopt more competitive uh, rates and also return some of the surplus to the taxpayers uh, to get people back on their feet. Now, when you think of tax cuts, too, or tax reform on a federal level, I think this is kind of generalizing, but you think Trump tax cuts, Bush tax cuts, Reagan tax cuts, there's often an R associated with that tax cut as well, Republican. Not every state right now has a Republican governor or even Republican legislators. So are these really bipartisan proposals across the board? Are there national or state level Democrats out there kind of leading the charge saying our state needs to cut taxes this year? Absolutely. Uh, I've been talking about 2022 as perhaps to some degree the year of the Democratic tax cut, which doesn't mean that Republicans aren't cutting taxes as well. There are a lot of proposals from Republicans. But last year, they were mostly coming from Republicans. This year, I think there's a recognition in just about every state capital that states are collecting more than they have a plan to spend. And you ultimately have a choice. Are you going to choose to spend more permanently? Are you going to return some of it to taxpayers to split the difference? Uh, but Democrats and Republicans alike are talking very seriously about tax relief. Uh, sometimes the specific proposals differ. There's certainly this trend that we are seeing where Republicans are giving more emphasis to income tax cuts. Democrats are giving more emphasis to sales tax cuts. In fact, there are five states uh, where Democratic leaders have seriously suggested a sales tax rate reduction. 
And that's not showing up as much in Republican states where you are seeing much more of a focus on getting individual and corporate income tax rates down. But there are Democratic states where uh, governors and legislators are uh, really pushing for income tax reductions as well, uh, individual and corporate. Uh, across the board, there's really a focus on returning some of this surplus to the taxpayer. Are there states out there where tax cuts are not being discussed? And in fact, maybe tax hikes are being considered? Or is this just everyone is on board for tax cuts right now? It's almost everyone. But, you know, there are almost uh, 7,800 state legislators. There are over 100,000 bills that will be considered this year, most of them not getting a lot of consideration. So just a couple bills, just a couple, uh, j just a few bills. And like I said, in most cases, you have to handle those in a few months. It's a lot of work. Uh, so inevitably, in most states, there are tax cut bills that aren't viable. There are tax hike proposals that aren't viable. And I've mainly focused on the ones that seem like they've got a real shot. But there are a few states where there have been at least somewhat serious proposals to raise taxes. The biggest one is currently in Hawaii, where there are several proposals to raise income tax rates to you know, rival California to get a 13% rate on uh, the, the you know, top marginal individual income tax rate. Uh, yeah, there had been some proposals in California to dramatically raise taxes. There was a plan to double uh, state taxes to pay for a single payer health care system. In fact, it only paid for about 35 or 40 percent of that. And they hoped that other revenue would come in other places. And that was from doubling uh, the tax revenues. Uh, that plan has already been scrapped. So Hawaii is really the big one I'd be watching for tax increases. But I think it's notable in many states right now, you're hearing yeah, tax relief, tax reform, or at very least, a promise of no further tax increases. That was the message, for instance, in New Jersey, where the governor had pushed tax increases for several consecutive years, succeeded in getting some of those, and in his state of the state address said, basically, we're done, we're good, we have the revenues we need. It's funny you mentioned Hawaii there. I think during the pandemic, and this is something you write about often at Tax Foundation, the economy is pretty mobile. People can work wherever they want to now. Hawaii, it sounds pretty great from a strictly living standpoint, time zones, et cetera, that might be difficult to deal with for most jobs. But do you think states that are proposing these tax cuts are kind of taking this mobile economy into consideration that these tax cuts are now here to promote competition, to try to lure new people in? Or is it more of just trying to figure out what to deal with excessive revenues now? It's both. Uh, I mean, there's a fairness measure here. If states are collecting more revenues than they need, uh, it doesn't make sense to ask taxpayers to pay more than is necessary to fund government. And obviously, there will be debates about the appropriate levels of government. But in many cases, you have a budget, you have a plan, and you simply brought in a couple billion more than you intended, and it keeps happening. And at some point, it makes sense, just basic fairness to say we shouldn't be sitting on that, especially if it's not part of a rainy day fund, if we're not really doing something productive with it, let's give it back to the taxpayers in form of tax relief. Uh, but also very much, uh, we are seeing an enormous focus on tax competitiveness, just based on the income tax rate reductions that were adopted last year, some of which are still phasing in. Once they all phase in, the median top marginal rate for income taxes in this country will be 5%. And that's significantly lower than it was a few years ago. You know, I think that a lot of people have in their minds that you know, state income tax is probably 6 or 7%. It's not anymore. It's going to be 5% as the median top marginal rate. And that's the landscape. If you're above that, uh, there's a really strong need to address it. And if you're right there, right at 5%, what used to sound really competitive is frankly now middle of the pack. As these sessions continue to progress throughout the year, what exactly are you looking for? What do you think? You know, I know every state probably differs. Every state has different priorities. 
things they're pushing for. But what do you think are like the ideal steps states should be taking as they consider these tax reform measures this year? One, I do think a focus on individual income taxes can make a lot of sense. Uh, Sales taxes have eroded over time. Sales tax bases are much narrower than they were 20, 30, 40 years ago because of changes in what we consume. Uh, We consume more services, uh, less of the traditional goods within a sales tax base, and also policy choices that lawmakers have made that have carved out those bases. So if you approach taxes with the idea of the traditional three-legged stool that yeah, the states usually have you know, income and sales taxes and you know, the local governments have property taxes and those are the three legs. The sales tax leg keeps getting shorter and shorter and the income tax leg is getting longer. So if you're going to just focus on that for revenue stability, for you know, more even treatment, cutting income taxes can make a decent amount of sense. It makes even more sense when you start thinking about the economic competitiveness arguments and the differences in different types of taxes, Uh, because the income tax is a tax on labor and on productivity. It's a tax on investment. Sales tax is a tax on consumption. Uh, What you tax, you get less of. And listen, we got to tax something. Anything you tax is going to have some losses associated with it. But a tax on income, especially when we're talking about high marginal rates in some states where the next dollar of investment is going to be taxed at a pretty high rate, you are discouraging additional labor, you're discouraging additional investment, you are making the cost of employment higher. And for an increasingly mobile workforce, you're telling the people who are in those top brackets, you know, maybe there's another better place down the road. And I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that right now. Absolutely. I'm sure this will not be the last time we're talking to you as states continue to meet. People can find your work on taxfoundation.org, but if they want to keep up with more like minute-to-minute updates, where can they find you online? Well, I also tweet about a lot of these things at uh, at Jared Walzak. Uh, that's J-A-R-E-D-W-A-L-C-Z-A-K. But of course, blogging at the Tax Foundation website and trying to bring these updates on a lot of fast-moving tax policy issues. Absolutely. We'll be sure to talk to you again soon, Jared. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you. The Deduction is produced by Dan Carbajal. To learn more about the Tax Foundation and The Deduction, visit us online at taxfoundation.org slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn at Tax Foundation, as well as on Twitter at DeductionPod. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on The Deduction.